Hello, Learning in Progress community. Thank you for tuning in today. When it comes to differentiation, there are numerous models and strategies to consider, but one of my absolute favorites is the flipped classroom. At the heart of this model lies the foundational belief that learning does not only take place as a result of direct instruction. And my personal teaching philosophy centers around this belief. Learning is the result of direct instruction, yes, but it also comes from partner work, exploration, group activities, and so on. In today's episode, we will explore how flipped learning not only results in student engagement, but can also help you differentiate your instruction. Whether you are brand new to this style of teaching or simply want to revisit it, I hope to share ideas with you that are easy to manage and will help you meet the unique needs of your students. Now you may be asking yourself several questions, including what's a flipped classroom and is it the right model for you? Now when considering a flipped classroom for your routine, I want you to think about whether any of the following questions applies to you. Are you looking to improve student engagement during your differentiated lessons? Would you like to prioritize higher order thinking skills while meeting the needs of every learner in your class? If you answered yes to either of these questions, then I suggest you flip your classroom. Flip learning has been around for almost two decades, though it has gained popularity over the last several years. And in my opinion, this is primarily due to the pandemic. Hybrid teachers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As a hybrid teacher, I had to figure out a way to maximize learning during the short amount of time I had with my students. Therefore, I decided to incorporate a flipped classroom model. I assigned online video lessons for students to complete at home. That way, by the time they came to me, they already had some background knowledge on the subject. Now, truth be told, I had been using a version of a flipped classroom for years, so I was already in, the mind, in that mindset. If you have never used this type of model, have no fear. I'm going to walk you through what it looks like and how it can benefit both you and your students. First, let's start by examining what a flipped classroom looks like. So what exactly is a flipped classroom? Traditionally, a flipped classroom is a unique pedagogical approach where students learn a new skill at home and then participate in more hands-on activities in class. I feel this approach is ideal for certain subjects such as language arts and social sciences. However, as elementary school teachers, we know that some of our students would struggle with completing the homework every night. This would put those students at a significant disadvantage. Therefore, I incorporate flipped learning within the four walls of my classroom. When students are not in a small group lesson with me, they are engaging in an online lesson where they are introduced to a new skill. That way, by the time they join me for a lesson, they have already previewed the new material. First, a flipped classroom can help you to differentiate your pacing. One of the easiest ways of differentiating your instruction is to adjust your pacing. Advanced learners benefit from moving quickly through the curriculum, while struggling learners need to move at a slower pace as they often need to see new material more than once. 
By flipping your instructions, students can move through the material at their own pace. Let me explain. For example, I have my advanced learners preview two or even three lessons at a time. By the time they come to me for a mini lesson, they have often mastered the next two or three skills. I spend the mini lesson addressing student misconceptions and posing challenging questions that encourage critical thinking. The beauty behind this routine is that my advanced learners are constantly challenged, which results in higher engagement. For my struggling learners, I do the opposite. I often meet with them first and then have them watch a reteach video of the same skill. This allows them to receive the same instruction, but in a different way. This routine helps to reinforce new skills. Now I use this type of flipped classroom during my daily math block. And if you're interested in learning more, make sure to check out my blog at learningandprogress.com or listen to my last podcast episode because I give you all the details of what my differentiated math block looks like in an upper grade classroom. Another way you can use flipped learning within your classroom is by using it as a kind of pre-assessment. Simply assign your entire class a video and or exit ticket. Use the results of that exit ticket to determine who needs the full lesson and who is ready for enrichment. Now, the beauty of this kind of pre-assessment or pre-teaching, if you will, is some of your kids are going to grasp new material very quickly. It's silly to have those students sit through a full hour-long lesson every day when they really just needed a quick review or reminder. Now, for the students who have already mastered the standard after that exit ticket was given, you can assign, assign enrichment activities in the form of playlists, project-based learning activities, or math games. While they are working independently or in partners, you are free to provide targeted instruction to the students who need it the most. This allows you to focus on a smaller number of students during your lesson, thus resulting in more one-on-one -on -one teaching opportunities. Now, side note real fast, if you are unfamiliar with playlists, they are a list of tasks that students complete at their own pace. This is not meant to be busy work. I repeat, it is not busy work to just keep them occupied. The tasks usually progress from easy to difficult, thus providing students the opportunity to gradually deepen their understanding of a new skill. The last way of flipping your classroom is more of a traditional model. I especially like to use this model for language arts and social sciences, so I'll be focusing on those subjects. Students are asked to complete the assigned reading for homework, that way, they can participate in more collaborative activities while at school. In language arts, for instance, there are so many opportunities to incorporate the flipped classroom model. For example, rather than read a novel as a class, students read at home and then participate in a debate or academic discussion during class time. This lends itself to a more thorough investigation of the literature. The teacher can move away from low-level thinking questions and pose more complex analysis questions. Now, if you are like me, I actually don't use whole class novel studies. Instead, I incorporate reading workshop. Flipped learning can easily be applied to reading workshop. 
As students read their chosen novels at home, and then while at school, the teacher teaches a new skill using a mentor text. Students then practice that skill during classwork or homework time. If you are new to Reading Workshop or you're just looking for some fresh ideas, make sure to check out my podcast season that's focused on Reading Workshop or read my blog posts at learningandprogress.com. Something else that you'll find in my Reading Workshop season is everything book clubs. Now, book clubs also lend themselves to a flipped classroom model. For upper grades, I would actually teach my students how to create a reading schedule for their own clubs. With some guidance, they would decide what chapters to read each night. During class, they would then participate in a mini lesson based on the target reading skill and practice that new skill while discussing the book within their groups. Flipped learning is also ideal for writing instruction. Students can complete their brainstorming or pre-writing at home and focus on revision or peer review at school. Alternatively, perhaps you want your students to complete their rough drafts at home so that while in class, you can meet with small groups and focus on targeted differentiated instruction. Check out my blog post for more ideas, but I also wanna share that social sciences are also ideal for a flipped classroom. Textbooks are often very dry, let's be real, they are, and they focus mostly on historical facts. In my opinion, a successful history class does not only focus on these facts, but on how that information shaped our society. Collaborative activities such as Socratic seminars, debates, and project-based learning assignments should be the primary focus of this subject. The trouble is that teachers often do not have time to teach the content and facilitate collaborative activities. Therefore, a flipped classroom is ideal. Let's say, for instance, that you are a sixth grade teacher who is teaching early human history. Rather than teach the various time periods of evolution, have students read that lesson at home. In class, you can hold a mini lesson about the key takeaways and then have students create their own clan of early humans. They decide what time period the clan lived in, their diet, and their lifestyle. Of course, all of this is based on what they had learned during their reading at home. Afterwards, they create a cave art project where they draw symbols to represent their clan's lifestyle. These art projects provide a quick, engaging way to assess your students' understanding of early human history. And again, on my blog, I have given several ideas of other ways that you can use flipped learning in your social sciences classroom. Now, I hope your key takeaway here is that flipped classrooms do not need to be daunting or difficult to manage. They also do not necessarily need to require homework. There are so many ways to flip your learning, and I hope that you found one that resonates with you. Once you are comfortable with one of these ideas, I encourage you to try a second one, perhaps in a different subject. Ideally, you can choose different ways to flip your classroom depending on the learning outcomes and subject areas. As always, feel free to leave a comment on my blog or email me at melody at learningandprogress.com because I would love to help you flip your classroom. Thanks again for joining me today. 
Next month, we are going to continue to learn about differentiation, but this time our focus will be on our advanced learners. For our next episode, we are going to dive headfirst into the world of depth and complexity icons. Join me to discover new ways to use these icons to enrich multiple subjects throughout the day. The blog post will go live on March 4th, and the podcast episode will air on March 5th. I hope to see you there. Until then, keep learning, everyone.